0: Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh, yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and partners, covering all things fintech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey,
1: everybody. Mesip Kanye, thank you for tuning to another fantastical episode of the FinTech Friday podcast. Um, I'm thinking of actually creating fantastical t shirts because I definitely (laughs) introduce. (laughs) I introduce every single show as fantastical. It's not a word. Uh, Last episode, I said it was part of the Oxford Dictionary. I actually might. I'm highly considered actually trying to make that an actual word. (laughs) Just for the sake of my introduction, so I don't look like an idiot. But this week, I'm super excited to have Jill. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, Jill. Could you, for the five or six people, or actually, yeah, for the five or six people that may not know who you are and what Female Funders is? Could you just give us a little bit of introduction of your background and the amazing work that you're doing?
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Jill Earthy. So I lead a program called Female Funders, and you know, it's it's interesting. You come out, you ask about my background, and and I've always been passionate. I think like many of your audience members about disrupting and changing things and looking at things in new ways, and and certainly my career has has. Uh, you know, shows that path as an entrepreneur, um, then leading several organizations, supporting entrepreneurs, um, working as chief growth officer at a fintech company, front funder, online investment platform, creating new ways for entrepreneurs to access capital and, and broadening the reach for investors. And then, you know, it all circles. It's funny how it kind of all Kind of, yeah, it comes full circle. So, Female Funders is a program uh, focused on female leaders, primarily senior leaders um, in corporations and technology companies or seasoned entrepreneurs themselves who have a curiosity about investing in early stage companies, but maybe haven't um, had exposure to it in the past or aren't sure where to start. And so, our goal is really to demystify the process, make it easy, um, make it accessible, and, and increase the number of, of women participating as investors.
1: That's incredible. So you guys created this, I wanna say this new kind of academy called the Angel Academy. Could you talk a little bit more about that? and how I can get involved, people can get involved, and just essentially what the Angel Academy is. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So the Angel Academy is our core education program, and we work with cohorts of leaders from across North America. And that's really neat too, right? Because they're coming at it from a variety of different backgrounds, perspectives. It's primarily um, primarily women. And, And the program runs over, the Angel Academy program runs over eight weeks. It's virtually run. We have four online learning modules, which are self-directed full of all sorts of great content and articles and links and links to podcasts we'll have to add this one um, and um, and other, other content but then the most important part is we host office hours um, where we bring in investor mentors and those investor mentors are men and women incredible uh, venture capital partners or experienced angel investors to share their experience and expertise and uh, provides an active learning opportunity for us to all work together so that happens over an eight-week period and then we have an apprenticeship component where we match each of our participants um, with a mentor, so an experienced investor. And that's super powerful as they're starting their investing journey, um, starting to identify companies that they're interested in and having that guide you know, to ask questions of, learn from as they're getting ready to write their first check so the bulk of the program is it's a six, really over eight weeks of education four-month apprenticeship um so six-month program and then we wrap a whole number of other things around that including investment learning labs uh, bringing different cohort participants together and uh and in-person events as well
1: that's incredible that sounds like a lot of fun um and like very important work because like becoming an investor or you know um if if the audience wants to like just quickly um maybe follow along or just like kind of read a little bit about it um Having a guide or just having somebody kind of walk you through, uh, you know, you have enough capital to start investing. There's a couple companies uh, that you definitely have your eye on. Having a mentor, having a system, having a more or less academy to kind of teach you um, the ins and outs of the realm of investing, it's super important and super crucial because every single day we have the opportunity to create more and more investors, right? Now having academies and having institutions to create more and more smart investors, that is very, that's interesting, that's a interesting, incredible, and like it's super exciting.
0: Well, and I think you're absolutely right, right? Because I think we should make sure that it's clear that these are high risk investments, right? <laughs> these are this is an asset class in that that oh, is high 100%. risk in in early stage companies, right? You're you're taking you're taking a huge risk, but also could could result in a in a big opportunity as well. But you're absolutely right, like having that support expertise, you know, sharing um, sharing experiences. You, you know, we know the importance of having diverse perspectives to make better decisions, and we're hoping that mitigates uh, some of the risk, right? To to um, results and in, in greater outcomes for all
1: yeah absolutely also uh shout out to peter paul
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's, absolutely peter paul is a,
1: it's a um i mean friend of the show for sure so yeah. why are female fund- founders and backers important very important especially when it comes to fintech i mean this is a topic that i've very briefly touched on the second episode of this podcast but haven't really had the chance to really uh go in depth so could you just Talk a little bit about why female funders and backers are very important, especially in the fintech space.
0: Well, you, you look at just, you know, our economy as a whole and the huge opportunity that we have. So female funders in partnership with Highline Beta released a report earlier this year that looked at some of the numbers and, and I, I always find, obviously numbers are great. They tell a story. <laughs> They're factual. So just as an example, you know, in Canada, um you know last year 14% of angel investors were women 17% of angel investors this year were women so we're seeing a shift which is great but there's a huge opportunity to increase that um you know, you look at the diversity of those making investment decisions within venture capital firms. And, and, you know, this is relevant as the growth of the fintech ecosystem continues. But, you know, 15% of, of venture capital leaders are women and 8% are partners, right? So we look at that as like, wow, okay, we ha- we have an opportunity here, right?
1: <laughs> so right, no, Absolutely. Our,
0: how do we unlock some of the capital? Because we know that the growth of female leaders um, is continuing. We have incredible resources, yes. and so how do we how do we connect those dots? I think one of the key challenges that women we don't often identify as investors. Um, you know, certainly as champions and men. mentors and advisors and so how do we just you know connect those dots and by doing so we'll unlock new capital um, which benefits everybody because again by having those diverse perspectives making decisions we'll see a broader range of of companies receive funding um, you know new models um, and then and everyone benefits.
1: Yeah no I absolutely agree with you and in a sense of like creating uh, you said something interesting like creating more like I, I guess more or less like diversity in a sense of like, Hey, you know, um, having more female funders, having more female investors, um, that's just gonna, you know, just f- fast forward innovation in any space, right? Not even FinTech, but any, any, any realm of investing, um, having, uh, new ideas, having a new concept, having new models. It just, uh, it, it's a win-win <laughs> for anyone 100%. Ever.
0: One hundred percent. And you think about—I mean—we're focused primarily on gender diversity. Although I would also say, very much within our cohorts of women, we have incredible um, cultural and ethnic diversity, and certainly a lot of um, industry experience diversity, mm-hmm. which which is powerful too. But our goal is is not to continue to run this this program focused on women. Right? We'd rather not. <laughs> but yeah, we have, no, absolutely we have some catching up to do. So so there's exactly. huge power, and that's certainly why we love like these conversations and having so many incredible. Uh, male champions involved in our in our program and we're just trying to bridge the gap bring these great women into the ecosystem so yeah so we can right yeah
1: no i mean you don't want to you don't want be running <laughs> this program for like six years and be like okay well now we're at two out of five <laughs> females are investors well crap <laughs> yeah yeah
0: exactly exactly so yeah
1: could you talk a little bit more so you so you did briefly mention um you guys focus on gender diversity and uh Ethnic diversity. Could you talk a little bit how you guys are going about that and just some of the initiatives you have in place uh, to further that mission?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with our core program, the Angel Academy, we, you know, the types of people that are participating in the program tend to come from three Three groups, I guess, primarily. So senior leaders within large corporations. I mean, you indicated the need for corporations to continually innovate, right? And that, you know, especially the financial institutions, um, well, every, every company, you know, oil and gas, you know, there's every sector needs to continually innovate. And so we have a lot of senior leaders within those companies who are going, okay, we need to innovate, but we need to to do that. We need to understand the venture ecosystem and we need to understand how these startups operate. And so we're seeing more, um, more of those types of leaders come into our program for professional development and better understanding and direct connection to the ecosystem but also for personal interest of course as they look to potentially invest too as they become more uh, comfortable and familiar um, and then the other group is, uh, is those in those technology companies when you think about you know I'm even thinking of some of the the finTech companies across North America where they they've they've grown to a point and there are leaders within those companies maybe who didn't start at the very beginning but who have seen this company grow are like wait a second i want to be involved in some of those companies from the from the start um So they're, they're they're interested in in coming into this program. And then the third group is, are are those seasoned entrepreneurs who have built businesses to a point where they may still be involved, but they're not as involved in the day to day and and can actually step up and and participate on the other side of the table or maybe have exited um, and want to get, want to kind of, you know, complete the circle. And and,
1: and give back, right. Cause like one of, one of the core things that you kind of learn, uh, especially in entrepreneurship is, uh, it's great that you know. It's great that you're learning, um, creating a network, but also giving back to the network is always very crucial. It's very key, right? That's it's the it's the full circle,
0: right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a, it's amazing. And even you look at you know, there's so many great leaders in fintech now too. Yeah. I mean, some of our partners, are, you know, you look at someone like Lisa Shields of um, fivespan and um, Natalie Cartwright, and there's just so many great. Um, yeah, great well, great leaders, men and women, but there was That's, some real opportunities to, to continue to enhance the fintech sector.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, hopefully, you know, uh, not only the fintech sector, but other sectors as well. So this is, again, very, very exciting, uh, exciting work. So could you talk about the current challenges uh, that female founders and funders face? Give yeah. Me like the top five or even top 10. Um,
0: so I think there's there are a couple of key ones and I like to think about, so there's a lot of... Um, a lot of articles and things that talk about women being risk adverse. Um, I think that holds true on the women entrepreneurs accessing capital as well as women investors. I much prefer the term risk astute, um, meaning that, uh, women tend to be more methodical in their approach, um, especially when it comes to, to accessing financing or, or, or writing checks, want to really understand the process, demystify it, understand the lingo, <laughs> want to talk to a number of people. That's not a wrong way of doing things. It's just a different way of doing things. And so I think by embracing that, there's a lot more opportunities. And, and we're seeing the data now show too that, you know, women entrepreneurs as they're building companies in different ways and accessing in different buckets of financing and putting those together, the results are much stronger. Um, they're actually using less capital to grow more and focused on revenue growth, and that's pretty powerful. <laughs> so I see that as an opportunity. It's just a different model because often we, you know, certainly in the venture ecosystem, success is often based on how much money you've raised,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so you know, which is one one benchmark. But I don't think that's the <laughs> that, that should be the, not only the only
1: one. Benchmark, no, not yeah. at all.
0: Like I personally would much rather invest in companies that are focused on revenue growth and customer acquisition. So you but that that's different anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and then on, on the, so, and on the investor side too, it's the same thing. Women are less likely to just immediately write a check. Right? Really, they want to do more research, dig in, dig in deeper, understand that more. Not a bad thing,
1: just no a different
0: path. And therefore, the process takes a little bit longer, and the numbers aren't quite as high. Also tend to write smaller checks versus, versus larger checks, more, maybe more smaller checks. But again, just different approaches. So I'm not sure yet. There's lots of data around the challenges. I think sometimes it's also around access to networks. Um, and women are getting better at, at doing that. But we have to invite them in sometimes that's another common challenge like often so
1: are they so when when, you, when you, you mean access to networks are they just a little adverse to joining these said networks or like what is like what is the challenge specifically of them having access uh to these networks
0: yeah well you think about um and i'll just use you know angel groups as an example right sure. typically haven't been very many women involved in those groups and so you know but that's where the deals happen <laughs> <Of course. laughs> or, or or in other groupings like that right or you know i have a lot of friends who get a call from their friend saying hey do you want to go in on this deal with me um and and women are just for some whatever reason you know it's not not necessarily that they've been excluded maybe just not completely invited or haven't put their hand up to be invited right there's multiple factors mm-hmm. um but I think we need to, yeah, so, so that's why you're seeing an increase in the number of women's networks. And I don't believe just in women-only networks, but I think that's a starting point to get, you know, start to have those conversations and create access. And we'll see that. And now, yeah, as I said, our goal is to make sure we're just growing the networks overall so people are connecting and, and identifying deals and opportunities together and, and collaborating on those. So that's just a shift, right? There were a lot of old, you know, the term old boys networks. And we're just, we're trying to shift that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, definitely having a focus on uh, first, like equality um, (laughs) when it comes to like both parties and then starting a create network. um, I think that's definitely one one of the better approaches uh, when it comes towards that. I I guess I'm going to try to throw it to you. Is there something that... We should be aware of when it comes to female funders and female founders. Like, is there something that we, the audience, can kind of do to help? Is there, um, yeah, is there, is there a way that we can kind of help, or is there like ways that we're just not aware of uh, that we can help?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think what you're doing right now is awesome because it's really often about just having the conversation, right, and and putting it out there and and hearing at people's people's stories. So I think for for all of us, it is about. You know, just yeah, engaging with more people, reaching out, uh, talking about it. You know, and certainly as it pertains to female funders, um, you know, where I get excited and most passionate about it is, you know, I'll just start talking about it at the dinner table, like you oh, know, yeah. a, or a dinner party, right? Like yeah. about an opportunity to to participate in investing in this this new venture. And you know, it's amazing when you just start to open up the conversation that how people are like, oh, that sounds interesting. I thought that I had to write a million dollar check. To, and not look like I look like to yeah. participate in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's for young people. I think that's for women. I think that's for everybody is is just to start to, yeah, have the conversation about, about financing, about investing, you know, whether you have the capacity to do it now or in the future, it's starting to just think about that differently and, and starting to plan because, again, these are high-risk investments. So you need to plan. You need your traditional investments for sure. Um, but – starting to plan a, a small portion maybe your first check is, is smaller maybe it's five thousand dollars you know or through something like front funder where it's a thousand dollars or wh- whatever it is but being methodical being coordinated and and collaborating with others who have more experience are all are all critical
1: yeah things. no I, d- I definitely agree i mean that's that's kind of what kicked this uh, that that's that's one of the reasons why i actually invited you to come on uh the show uh it's because of you know we're thinking of creating this new initiative where we kind of focus on female founders, female funders, and kind of just sharing the stories. I know we, when we had, when I had Sue Breton on, um, one of the fears was that like, Hey, especially in finance is an old boys club, uh, mm-hmm. slowly, but surely you're seeing some of that remnants bleed into fintech. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest worries of like, okay, uh, definitely don't want that to happen here because the whole set, because the whole purpose of fintech is to be different. Right from the traditional sense right so um having amazing people like you and some of the um, other guests that we have lined up should be a really interesting uh set of conversations that we're going to have of uh, you know talk about the challenges talk about opportunities how we can help what we can do and just you know hope furthering along um the conversation of like hey you know what this should be an even playing field um for anybody and everybody that's that's like that's there's no there's no there's no budget on that there's no leeway on that
0: right yeah no absolutely and there's so many more opportunities now right i mean you absolutely. look at some of the new fintech initiatives or, or programs and and there's yeah i mean it, a lot of the point of it is to make it a bit more inclusive right because it's more transparent a lot of the platforms and uh, more accessible and so there's there's a really exciting opportunity uh, to,
1: well yeah and we like and things. now like tv and to, even, to even switch gears a little like when it comes to investing and now you have the, you have the chance of crowdfunding and like, you know, getting, getting money from people, they want to see that you're doing amazing work. They want to see that like, Hey, like what are, what are some of the initiatives that they're, that they're doing? What are the social causes uh, that mm-hmm. they're involved in? Right. Cause if you're putting, if I'm putting my money towards something, be it just a regular Joe Schmo like me or an actual seasoned investor, uh, they want to see that you guys are doing something different. That's something yeah. that, you know, having female funders or even having like a team of like really kick-ass female executives matters that works
0: yeah yeah no definitely definitely yeah no there's so many new yeah new incredible opportunities for people to participate and even yeah as you said like even starting starting small. I mean, my first, my first check was $5,000 from my RSP, which I didn't even realize I could do. Oh, and wow. it was eligible for 30% tax credit. This is four or five years ago. And it's just those things where nobody talks about those. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. And I get to participate in this. Now, not all opportunities are like that. Some, there are obviously much higher minimums and sometimes there's much lower minimums and there's pros and cons. And sometimes you want a whole mix of all those things. Of course. Um. Yeah, but the, the point is there's lo- there are a lot more opportunities than there ever were and a lot more people that can, can now engage and participate in, in the right way.
1: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. This is, um, this is really exciting. Thanks. So uh, before I wrap this up, I'm going to throw it to you. Is there anything else that the audience should be aware of when it comes to the great work that you're doing?
0: Yeah, thank you. I think it's just, just keep talking about it. I mean, we run our angel Academy program twice a year um, bringing together these, these leaders um, through a virtual environment. Our next programs, we run run in the fall, the end of October and one in the spring. So if you know anybody who's interested, love to hear from them
1: Mm -hmm. um, or
0: any questions. We also, you know, talk to founders all the time um, and help to direct them to the right resources. So happy to support there, but I just think it's, it's such, you know, it's an exciting ecosystem at the moment right technology fintech um you know everybody's talking about it everybody has a role to play in it so it's just figuring out what what your role is and how you how you want to engage but it's it's amazing and and yeah keep telling these great stories
1: yeah no i mean definitely uh i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it to you too of like uh if there's any amazing funders or founders that you think we sh- that i should personally talk to just to come on the show by all means uh it's an open invitation for anybody i mean the more conversations, the more stories I can share. The more exciting my job becomes, right?
0: Yeah, and the more impact you can have.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Jill, um, before we wrap this up, are there a couple like golden nuggets that you want the audience uh, to kind of go home with, and just you know, like a year from now, they're like, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, Jill told me that. That's yeah, no, that that makes total sense. <laughs> what are so? What are some golden nuggets uh, that you want to leave the audience with?
0: That's a lot of pressure. Uh, um, sorry. Yeah, no, I think I think a key thing is just, you know, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed. There's so much noise, there's so much information, you know, you're reading information online and you hear about the technology in an ecosystem and innovation and what does it all mean? And I think we each have a role to play in it. And so I think it's identifying, you know, our own strengths, our own interests, our own goals, whether that's as an entrepreneur. And how we want to engage and participate and make a difference as an investor. You know, putting our hand up and reaching out to learn more about what that can look like because it can look a lot of different ways and 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 engage that way, or just as an advisor or a mentor or supporter. Because we all have you know strengths and skills and and expertise. But I think just the the power of that and continuing to to talk about. yeah, innovation as, as a whole, as a holistic approach, it's, it's, pr- it's a pretty exciting time, but it can get a bit overwhelming. So I think just keep, uh, be clear on your mission and, uh, and connect with others who, who align with that.
1: That's incredible. Joe. thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Uh, super excited to have you back on the show and super excited to have any of the amazing people um, a part of your network on the show.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to Fintech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and partners. Tune in weekly for the latest Fintech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.